Welcome to Union Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. You are listening to this. I don't know where you are. Thank you for listening to this. I appreciate that. We are recording this in the Hungry Brain in Chicago, Illinois. It is windy outside. Get it? Never mind. Okay, thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate this. We've been doing this for eight years and 11 months. That's a very long time. And in that time, rankings have changed quite a bit. When I first started this show... The NFL was the greatest sports league in, in, the, in the land. Things have changed. Here are the current rankings. Number one, the NHL. Because the Blackhawks are good, even though Patrick Kane is on the team, it's a very flawed relationship. I was a rape victim advocate. That kind of excuses my behavior. Either way, the Blackhawks are still a good team. Number two, RuPaul's Drag Race. It is the second best sport of all time. Here's why. Drag Race is only the second most expensive sport to play. Number one, NHL hockey. Number three, Project Runway. Why is Project Runway so good? Have you ever sewed? Have you ever sewed with a timeline? Motherfucker, it's difficult. I know how to sew, and I would not make the cut for Project Runway. That being said, I'm rooting for Brandon, a guy who I did not think I'd be rooting for. He only did men's clothes until this season. Don't underestimate your clothing options. Don't underestimate what you can do with some needles and some threads. It's so impressive. Number four, Major League Baseball. That jumps to number one if the Chicago White Sox or the Chicago Cubs are in the World Series, but that didn't happen, so it's back to number four, Major League Baseball. Number five, the NBA. That should be number one, but the Bulls suck. And I understand that the Bulls suck. The Bulls should suck because I want the Bulls to be great in the future. And the beauty of the NBA is one draft pick could change everything. Also, the best social justice warriors in all of the land. Uh, by saying the land, I clearly mean Cleveland. Cleveland is great. That being said... Derrick Rose, once again, problematic. Back to number five. Number six, the WWE. I love professional wrestling. We'll get to that later. Number seven, MasterChef Junior. Now, here's why. MasterChef is fine, but I don't want to see adults cook unless they're professionals. I don't want to see a bunch of amateurs, but I want to see kids. Here's why. There was this wonderful, wonderful boy from Philadelphia two seasons ago, but I won't say his name because you shouldn't say children's names into microphones. But his thing was, I referred to him as Mini Craig Finn. Here is why. On the episode... He was eliminated. He was also the team captain, and he didn't want to make anybody feel bad. So what he did was he rallied the troops and said, guys, we did a good job, and he was fighting back tears. That's what a leader is. Number eight, Shark Tank. Number nine, Cutthroat Kitchen, but only the episodes with the chefs. Okay, now, Cutthroat Kitchen is a show with Elton Brown. Elton Brown is an amazing man who actually looks better the older he is. If you watch old episodes of Smart Eats, it's like this guy doesn't understand what hair should do. But now that he's lost his hair, he understands how to dress in a suit, and he looks fantastic. Now, the reason why... The professional chefs episodes, the judges episodes, are the best is because those are the only challenges that they're actually difficult. Now, I'm all for veterans. They deserve everything. But whenever veterans on the show, they give them very simple ingredients. It's like, here's a chicken, and here's some rice, and here's a potato. Now go. It's not difficult. I could do that. Come on. <laughs> Number 10, the NFL, once again, very problematic. Now, I've gotten a lot of flack for my list, not because some people don't think RuPaul's Drag Race isn't a sport. It's clearly a sport. It's that the Great British Bake Off is not on the list. Here's why. The Great British Bake Off is not sport, nor is it art. Some would say it's beautiful, and people are baking for the right reasons. And the reason why you do it is because at the end, a very old lady and some other not-as-old people, but they're still kind of old, but it's, it's Great Britain, it's fine. They give you, like, flowers and no cash prize. And shouldn't that be enough for baking? No. <laughs> Fuck you. you sh if anyone bakes you anything, you should already give them flowers because that's a wonderful gift. That is not a competition. That is not sport. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you're still listening, thank you. 
Esmeralda is here. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Esmeralda Leon. You didn't have to move down a seat, but I appreciate that no, you No, well, did. I moved over because you were in the line, the eyesight of the seat. Yes. So I moved over so people could look at me while you were talking. Fantastic. Yeah, I think just, you know. Uh, Esmeralda and I have been doing this <laughs> show for as almost as long as the show has existed. Uh, when yeah. we first started doing this show, uh, I think it would be okay to qualify us both as like dirtbag young people. Dirtbag what people? Young people. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I'm 34 now. You are how old? Same. You're 34. So we can't be dirtbag young people. We've grown up a little bit. Can't we be dirtbag old people? We can, but we're not. Oh, good. No, you bathe. Oh, thank you. You bathe, <laughs> you shower, you have a full-time job, same. I, I have Yeah, for most of the time, yeah, yeah. I have enough facial hair right now that I don't have an upper lip. It's just one lip, and that's fine. My wife does not like it, but whatever, bro. Uh, other than do that... You, do you use oils? I do not use any oils. We should get you some oils. That's where we differ. You're on an oil kick right now, and it, to me... That's disgusting. Well, no, my oil is for uh, for actually moving my life along. Yours would be to soften your beard. Okay. <laughs> How does oil move <laughs> one's life along? Uh, so I, I have um, prosperity oil. It's got a clove and some shredded money in it. And okay, did and you it was given to me by witches. Well, okay, I agree with one part of that. Yeah. I like witches. Yeah, and they're straight up witches, not just like, yeah, no, I'm a witch. No, no, no. They like went to school for this. Okay. They went to witch school. What is the name of the school? Oh, oh I don't know. School of witch. I don't know. Okay. They're not going to tell me. Why? I don't know. You're not in the because coven? Because they don't want everyone going over there and being like, I want to be a witch. Why wouldn't they want that? Probably because you have to get chosen or something. I'm sure it's like some Harry Potter thing. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. So you're rubbing oil Because on then everyone and their mom would want to be a witch. I don't think that's true. I wish no, that yeah. was the case. Which, witches are very in right now, so. Once again, I think you're wrong. You're living in a bubble. You're living in a friendly witch bubble. I am, and they're very nice, too. I agree, but this is a, a city that went 82% blue. Of course, we're in witch bubbles. The that's rest <laughs> of the country, not we're enough in witches. witch country. Exactly. We are in witch country. Therefore, I like it. I get it. And yeah. you're rubbing oil on your where? Just on my neck. Just j uh, clearly yeah. just on your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, I mean, who doesn't need a little prosperity? Okay. Right? Do you believe this? Uh, you know, it's not going to hurt. Uh, if it works, then uh, cool. It could if hurt. not, I you, You're just like rubbing random oils that were... I mean, it's not like it's it's not like canola oil. I'm just... That it's seems like more a nice oil of some sort. But the canola oil seems more reasonable. Like it might actually <laughs> do something to heal a, well, a, a wound or something. No, I don't, know. don't do that. Okay, thank That's you. That's actually not what you're supposed so to do. So I should stop rubbing canola oil on my <laughs> wounds. Yeah, don't do that. No, I have the prosperity oil. I also have a chakra uh, cleansing uh, spray. Oh, okay, clearly. You I thought you were crazy at first. You can spray the room and or yourself. Why do you have that? Oh, um, so a few, uh, beginning of the year last year, I, uh, on WGN, I sometimes host, and I called up these witches, and I had them come do a cleansing. Of, of the, the studio? studio? Yeah. Okay. It's the beginning of the year. We got to flush out all that shit. This was going into 2016, into 2017. Yes. Okay. Uh, in that time, WGN is currently up for sale. <laughs> And it's about to be brought by Sinclair Broadcasting. All right, it was just the the one room. I didn't have them do the whole building. Doesn't this kind of prove that none of the shit works? No, because okay. I'm fine. Yeah, clearly. Okay, <laughs> so you you have prosperity oil. Yeah. Chakra spray. Chakra spray. Yeah. What else? I've I've descended slowly uh, into turning into a hippie kind of. I bought a worm composting thing. 
Uh, where do you live? In the city. What kind what? of building do you live in? Oh, it's an apartment. Okay. What? It's inside. It's an indoor. What are you? It's small. It's only three levels. Why are you doing this? Because I don't want to. St- I, I want to stop throwing away my That's uh, nice. cabbage leaves. That's nice. How <laughs> many cabbage terrible. leaves are you going through that were Not that much. Okay. I just feel bad. You know, so much garbage and people are horrible people at recycling around here. So I thought I'd try to even it out. Are you okay with this hippie lifestyle? Uh, I just, I'm not going to start wearing patchouli. Okay, d- not because... The prosperity oil does not have patchouli. It's lemon. Do you like the smell of patchouli? No. Okay, if <laughs> you do, do you think it's okay for us to stop talking to one another? Yes. Good, fantastic. Okay, no, so that's because I would too. I'd good, I would fantastic. stop talking to you. Uh, how, how are things besides hippie-ish? What? How are things in your life? Oh, good. Good. I'm thinking the prosperity oil is working. I want you to be right. <laughs> and I, I it's, This is one of those things where, like, you don't need to know what I believe. I don't need to know what you believe. I clearly don't believe any of this shit. But I want you well, to be happy. Therefore, yeah, good, good on you. Well, no, it's a thing of, like, I, I see religion like this as well. It's like, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if there's something out there. If there is, there isn't. Whatever. If there is, and I go, yeah, I think there is. And they go, you are correct. I think what's lacking in podcasting is people debating their thoughts about religion. So let's stop doing that <laughs> it's completely. It's more just, you know, there's something. I don't know. <laughs> that is a horrible thing to say into a microphone because now I feel like there's nothing to transition out of that. And I feel bad for both you I and I should have brought that prosperity. With That's with what me. I'm saying is what you should have done. Um, we did not bring gifts for you. This is not your birthday month. No, that's okay. Um, but we do have gifts for some other people on the show tonight. The first is our first guest. I'm trying to think of a good way to bring him up, transitioning from prosperity. Here's the thing. When you think about independent wrestling, when you think about professional wrestling, you probably think of one company or nothing. Uh, <laughs> our first guest has been able to have a very prosperous life. Oh! I feel like you should yell. That's all I know about wrestling. There's a lot of yelling. There is part of that, but it's... So you know very, very, very little yeah, about this. Yeah, I literally, I think you should bring up and be like, he's very prosperous! And Pro- then flex. Great. I don't know why. Uh, audio podcast, uh, number one. <laughs> number two, I know a lot about professional wrestling, but not yeah. nearly as much as our first guest. And fun fact, this is the longest booking we've ever had to do for a show. This started in July of 2011. It is currently November 15th, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Colt Caban, everybody. Colt! <laughs> Thanks for doing this. For the listener. Prosperity! Yeah, see? Ah! He got it right. Ah! Okay. Before we go any further, I would like to talk about t-shirts. Now, for the people (laughs) listening at home, you know who Colt Caban is. That's why you downloaded this. For the people in the room, you've seen this man on a billboard on the highway. Yeah. Flexing. That's why you recognize him. Colt. Yes, I am the this generation's Bob Rorman, and I am proud of that. <laughs> that is the. Do most you say your name in a sort of Colt kind of Cabana? Yeah. Colt, you, you didn't wear a wrestling shirt tonight, but you wore an even better shirt. Thank what you very much. What does your shirt say? This is a Victory Auto Record T-shirt. Come on. <laughs> I hey, have. that old car's worth money. And so is this T-shirt, available at OneHourTees.com. Just say the guy flexing on the billboard brought you there. (laughs) Quick question. Are you a fan of the new digitized animated commercial or the old one where the guy with the the door kept Um, falling off? I don't even have to answer that. 
I feel that's a slap <laughs> in my face. I don't know. I mean, you got the dinosaur on your T-shirt, so I'm just going. This is this is the throwback. This is the original T-shirt. It's impressive. Thank you very much. Not as impressive as your wares, and that upper lip looks delicious. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay, do you want to know my top three sports that weren't in your sports? Yes, please. Okay, number one, slam ball. It was trampoline basketball on Spike TV. Number two, zit popping. I talked about it with this guy over here for 10 minutes before. Number three, global guts. That Hold was on. the best uh, sport of all time. What's that? I don't know that. Global what? guts was a show on Nickelodeon when we were all teenagers where yeah. you had to climb the aggro crag at the very end, and there was an Irish lady named Mo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically American Gladiators for kids. Yeah. How well do you think he would have done? Uh, unbelievable. It was my life's dream to be on Global Guts, even into my late teens and early 20s. Do you want to bring that show back? Oh, because that's a thing now. Everyone's you could bring got, that everyone, back. Right? There's Fuller House. Yeah. There could be Global or Guts. But it would be for adults, so you could be on it now. No, I want to be on the... You want to be on the teen version? Just like my dream after college when I was like, oh, I can move to a small town in Nebraska and say I'm a high school kid and be on the football team and just fucking dominate. Was that your dream? Oh, for a long time, yes. What happened? You played college ball and then you wanted to go back to Nebraska. I was so bad at college football... Western Michigan University, Division 1A, redshirted freshman, known as the worst college football player of all time. Thank you very much. I was so bad, I was like, I need to justify my football career by going back to a high school in a small town and saying that I'm a senior, even though I'm 24 years old. Could you have done it? Would you pass for a high there's, school kid? There's, like, that kid in the, in, like, he, didn't he play the, like, um, uh, uh, the baseball, the f- he was like 13. Oh, but he's yeah, like, the Little League The kid. Little League World yeah, yeah. Series. There was like a 19-year-old in the Little Re- yeah. World Series. Those aren't like. first world countries, though. That's the difference. Yeah, but Nebraska's like a, a third world place. <laughs> you wrestle in a lot of cities and states that would be considered a third world. Yeah, I really do. And I, I, wrestled, I wrestled in a dirt patch in India once, um, and it was wild. Tickets were a dollar. And we wrestled there four nights in a row. And the wrestling ring was a 28-foot by 28-foot cement boxing ring. And um, they, they like, yeah, so a wrestling ring kind of has, like, some give to it. And they were just like, hey, build us a wrestling ring. And the, in, and the people in India were like, okay. And it was, it was harder than this floor. It was so Isn't hard. a wrestling ring usually 14 by 14? A wrestling <laughs> ring is usually either 16-foot by 16-foot, 18-foot by 18-foot, never 28 by 28. By the <laughs> way, I love that that's your concern and not the fact that the ground was harder than stone. Hard, the ground was harder than the ground, <laughs> yes. No, it's too small. <laughs> just, no blankets I just thought that they would get winded. If you're running the ropes back and forth and it's 28 feet, you're running yeah. a mile in a match. Right. That's too much. We kept it all in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I can imagine. By the way, how'd you do? I don't even remember. I got paid. <laughs> and I, oh ate, I ate so much non bread, too. It was amazing. Uh, the best. W- here are some questions I've always wanted to know about wh- what you do. Number one, do you have a preferred airline? United Airlines, a million miler. Thank you very much. So do you automatically get first class? I, I would say I'm upgraded about 90% of the time. Does it matter where you're going, or does it just matter? Well, if you really want to know the physics I of do. how yes, United I do. Airlines upgrading yes, I works. Do. Yes, I do. Uh, if, so if you go into a hub, like let's say a Los Angeles or a San Francisco, that's when a lot of people with the same kind of status as me is going to be there, so it's least likely that you get upgraded. But me... 
like when I'm going to Albuquerque, New Mexico, or, uh, you know, I don't know, somewhere in Georgia, like I usually go, or Texas, where I'm going this week, uh, then it's more likely that I'll get upgraded. Okay. Uh, uh, number two, how long did it take you to figure this out? How many miles have you wasted on, like, Southwest? I know this oh, is to start on you? No, yeah. I, I'd say I, in 2004, when, I, when Ring of Honor started flying me around, that's the company I now commentate with full-time on Sinclair Broadcasting Networks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, my friend Samoa Joe, uh, for the wrestling fans, are, are very impressed. For the people who are not wrestling fans are like, a wrestler named Samoa Joe, very original, uh, he told me you should do all your flights on, on one airlines to build up to a cure this, and I took his advice, and so it's been it's been over a decade on United. Do you have a United credit card? I do. Oh, I so do. I'm assuming that's where you gather the points. No, 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 because I'm so a, I'm in the tips. I'm in a cash business of professional yeah. wrestling. Here's what I've also wanted to know: Have you ever had a tax problem? Never. Are you yet? I'm by the books, baby. Okay, but here's the thing about you: you don't have any substance abuse problems. Also, can we edit this whole part out? No, <laughs> not. You are an outlier in professional wrestling, or at least the stereotype of professional wrestling. Right. You're have, a self-made man. We. I. I wear fun, cool t-shirts. <laughs> you. You haven't had a problem with abuse that I know of, that anyone's known of. I've been abused on Twitter by many trolls. That's that's that fulfills the stereotype, but. You've been able to carve out a very unique career that only a handful of others have done. I would imagine your taxes are a nightmare. No, I got a guy. Okay. You've always had the same guy. And Portage Park, he's the best. Okay. Mikey. So if you're going down to Florida, he's like, Mikey's got all the Florida taxes handled. He, he takes care of everything. Why is this so surprising to me? Why? He does it all. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't want to deal with this shit. You're selling merch at your shows. Correct. How much merch do you bring? Wait, no. What? I don't want this stuff on the record. What are Why? you doing? Why? Why? I'm so much. I'm so fascinated by the business aspect of this. You're stuff. like Washington D.C. Johnson over here. This is the last thing I need. That is the worst what's, nickname. What's the most exciting match you've done? What's that? Well, it's gonna be. It's gonna be me versus the IRS now. <laughs> Sadly. Ah, uh, they're going to win. Uh, <laughs> they no, always but, do. But no, which, what was the, the one that you were just, it was the most insane thing you could possibly have never imagined you would be there at that very moment? It was in Gohate, India. <laughs> 28 <laughs> by 28 <laughs> wrestling ring. Um, your show is essentially the professional wrestling version of WTF. I don't think that's an insult. I think that's a compliment. Yeah, for sure. You've been on WTF. You've been on the show. You've been on Marin as well, so I feel like that's okay to say. You've, shown, you've shined a light on stuff that 20 years ago you were not supposed to talk about. Kayfabe, the idea of kayfabe. Has that given you any blowback? Well, I don't. I, don't, I, I still protect professional wrestling a little bit in the same way a magician's not going to be like, here's how we saw this person in half. Sure. I'm not like, here's exactly how the matches work. Yeah. Uh, but we do know that you don't saw a person in half, and we do know that I'm not really punching a dude in the face 25 times sure. in a row. Um, so that's kind of the extent where I, you know, I protect. But yeah, on the podcast, I, it's more about opening up. Is there a pizza that was ordered here? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more about opening. It's more about like our journeys uh, in and around wrestling as performers, yes. as opposed to the magic that's done in the ring on my show. 
The reason I ask is your most recent episode featured three of the biggest guys on the independent scene. Uh, in hype, not size. True. Yes. Correct. Um, but they all. So there's a there's a group that you've seen T-shirts of if you've been to a rock and roll show in the past two or three years. It's a Bullet Club shirt. And you had the Bullet Club on slash the Elite. Uh, Two of those guys are based in the States. One of those guys is based in Japan. Both of those guys are old-time friends of yours. They've been on the show multiple times. A large portion of that conversation was about the business behind it. Correct. I find this incredibly fascinating. When you do a show like that, what's the feedback like? Do they give a shit about how the Bullet Club merch is in Hot Topic and how you're selling children's books? Who, the fans? The fans, your listeners. What I, do they care about? I, no, a couple, I mean, a, a handful of people were like, they, they like the idea that that was opening up as opposed to, I guess, anything else. But the show, it doesn't, I, I don't care what the fans, they're like, it's really only what's interesting to me, and that's what's interesting to me. So the idea of, like, uh, if Kenny Omega, I guess the idea of, like, how Kenny Omega and Jericho's match will be in Japan isn't as interesting as how it all came together yeah. and the business behind it. So, yeah, th that kind of is what really excites me. How often do you have stories that you wish you could say on mic that you can't use a in the lot show? Of, yeah, really? yeah, hundreds of, 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 and that's the idea when people th when these sh when people have these shows and these and a power to, uh, you know, to open up to and, and an audience. Uh, a lot of people take advantage of that, and I'm always very protective of that. You know, obviously, uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it, but there's a lawsuit going on where something like that happened, and that was like the. Almost like the one time that maybe my guard got let down, uh, the idea of, you know, not what I should and what I shouldn't talk about because I thought it should have been talked about on air, um, but the rules behind podcasting and journalism and um, and the media, I guess, which I didn't even know I'm a part of and I still don't even think I'm a part of. You're a part of it. You don't want to agree with that, but you're definitely a huge part of that. Does that bother you? What's that? That you're part of the media now. You're uh, not just a performer. I don't think I am. I think I'm just a dude with a blog that people listen to. <laughs> an audio blog. An you, aug. You should definitely tell your sponsors that. Okay, now, uh, here's a fun thing that uh, most people in the room, I'm going to go with no one but you and I know about. You have a children's book. I do have a children's book. Thank you for Wh plugging that. What made you want to write a children's book? Well, I so I uh, was a camp counselor for eight years. I worked uh, before I was able to go full t as full time as a professional wrestler. I was a, a teaching assistant at a school, at a middle school, working with uh, special needs kids for two years. And uh, when I wrestle at shows, like the thing that makes me the happiest is getting a smile on a child's face, or messing with a child, or just doing something that would make that child laugh. Because when that when that child laughs or that child's engaged, the rest of the crowd, like we're all as adults, like I feel like. I don't know, like puppy dogs or whatever, like the idea, like, oh, look, like that kid's having fun. So it kind of spills over to everybody else. And so uh, the idea of putting this children's book out and be able almost to like engage with, with children outside of the ring was um, super fulfilling to me. Are what's you what's the ahead. name of the book? Wrestling Dreams, available at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and most importantly, ColtMerch.com, where I send, I send, I, I'll do a special video to the kid oh. as a part of an incentive to buy through me and not the mega, uh, the trickle down system that is Amazon that's taking most of the money. Uh, so I, I'll send a message to the kid, a video message. And, and the other night I was like, I spent like two hours doing little videos to like, hey, Billy, it's Colt Cabana. <laughs> 
And then I know that there were like adults ordering those books. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing weird children voices to them. Are you noticing? Hey, Brandon. Are you noticing? <laughs> this is for you, buddy. Are you noticing more children at the shows? No, I was noticing more children at the shows years ago, to be honest. Okay. I feel now it, uh, wrestling has become uh, hipster-centric, uh, 18 and over, and uh, the almost the irony, I guess, of to why people go to wrestling shows has been taken over by, like, you know, the adults. Whereas when I first started, I first started wrestling in 1999, and I've been doing, you know, 150 shows a year f- since 1999, nine, nonstop, and... You know, early 2000s, it was all like children's shows, not children, but family shows. And um, in the past, I'd say five years, that's slowed down a lot. And it's become like more alternative, not alt comedy, but like alt wrestling shows. I think you're a big part of that, though. Yeah, of course. No, yeah. and, and, and that's who I guess my market is in terms of the podcast and then merchandising and all that kind of stuff. Of course it is. Um, and I, I think that's why I'm able to, to for people, that's why people like me as a performer, but also I spent years like learning how to wrestle in front of kids and making kids happy also. Uh, so there is a, a bit of me that, that misses that kind of so stuff. So what is, what is the difference when you say alt wrestling shows? What does that mean? Yeah, Versus, you know, I mean, I, I just know seeing like Hulk Hogan and like all those dudes and all that kind of stuff. It would be the difference of, I guess in the terms of comedy, it would be the difference of doing, um, what's that called, like a corporate show, right? As, or as opposed to doing a show at The Cellar or at UCB or something like oh, okay. that. Oh, okay. So it's not content. The it's content just knowing is your audience. Okay. So you're, you know, or it's a difference between doing, doing comedy for children and doing comedy for drunk 25-year-olds on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. You're probably going to sell just as many T-shirts to the drunk 25-year-olds, though. Do you sell children's sizes? I do at ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> <laughs> we put out a book combo where you, oh, you can buy a book and a, ch- a children's shirt of the arts from the book, yes. Do you? I think it was a few days ago. I think it was your uh, Instagram account where it was a wonderful little video of a child uh, trying to sell the book. Yes. That was uh, Erica Weiss's daughter who illustrated and co-authored the book uh, with me. And I, through the power of editing put out a great video where she called all the wrestling fans marks. And I have a new video that will be coming out later where she apologizes for that. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you are working for Ring of Honor. Yeah. We've talked about Sinclair. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But thank you. wrestling has always been inherently political. Oh, man. When John Oliver put out that video and I was like, oh, that's – oh, I'm working for them. Great. Okay. So – are you worried that what you're going to say on Mike might potentially be censored? Or do you feel like these people don't give a shit? It's just a small wrestling show, whatever. They're going to let us do what we've been doing. That's why they bought us in the first well, place. Well, I don't think I'm going to say anything crazy political, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's my thing necessarily. And I'm not very political. I mean, I'm smart enough to know that uh, the guy in charge right now is a real dumb dumb. <laughs> But Hold up. <laughs> Show some respect Sorry for about WWE that. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Only my industry would. Well, I guess every a lot of every. Are you kidding every me? Every industry has validated this guy. Yeah. Look across the street from the Trib Tower, where Esmeralda works. Really? Yeah, she's at WGN. Oh. That's yeah, Esmeralda. That's, that's, that's Esmeralda. Um, that's yeah. Esmeralda. Um, did the Chicago Reader cover story on you a few years ago change anything for you? Because I feel like that was the first time 
That was the first time I really paid attention to wrestling since I was a child. Since like Jake the Snake Roberts and Ultimate Warrior was I saw you on the reader. That got me engaged. Clearly my friendship with Marty. That was the stuff that like... Got you engaged to Marty? <laughs> yeah, that got me engaged to Marty. <laughs> We've had a horrible relationship. We don't talk anymore. That's amazing. But that's the kind of thing that was the crossover for me. And I feel like that had to have worked for other people as well. Now, I clearly might be the outlier. Yeah, I, I think the idea that I was on the cover of the Chicago Reader flexing and had this awesome story that Tom Bryan wrote about me, it, to me it was like the change of media and how I said to myself, it was a nice four days for me. Yeah. And, and that was it. Okay. So I felt if that had come out in 1987 or 1993, my whole life would have changed. Okay. And I felt now with social media and all of this stuff, it was just a, gr a good four days, and that was it, which is sad. But I, I, I did realize that, like, how powerful that would have been 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and it, is, it just isn't the way anymore. You started in 1990. Did you start training in 1990, or you started actually getting in the ring in 1999? Yeah. Sorry. I, I would have been 10 years old in 1990. Well. <laughs> well, if you read my children's book, you would have seen I did start in 1990. Wrestling dreams available. Were right you? <laughs> how long did it take you to get used to doing standard bumps, standard moves in the wrestling ring? I well, I came from Division One football, so I, I was a pretty good athlete, and I I thought it was going to take me like my plan was I, I stopped uh, in between freshman and sophomore year of college. I thought I was going to train for uh, for two and a half months go back to college, come back the next year, train another two and a half months, and then maybe I'd be ready to have a match. Well, after seven weeks, they're like, you're ready. Go out into the world. Okay. Yeah, and so that whole first summer, I was wrestling all the time, traveling all over the place with my trainers. And then when I went back to school in Kalamazoo, I was still – I was picking up shows. And so I, it wasn't – I didn't think that was the plan, but I think I just happened to be a little more uh, athletically challenged than a lot of people that go into wrestling. I think a lot of people who want to be wrestlers who love wrestling uh, are sometimes don't go in there with the idea. Maybe they have more of a love of the character idea and less of the athletic idea. Okay. And the athleticism is, is so important to professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all important, but if you can't do the athletic part, then you really can't do it. And we all know that that's the number four sport in the country right, right now. Six, number six. Number six, number the number six. six sport in the country. So people need to have respect for it. Were you into this when you were a kid? A lot, obsessed. Okay. Who was your guy? Obsessed, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> wow. And also, as a Jewish kid from Deerfield, when I saw Barry Horowitz on WWE television, my mind was blown. I was like, Jews are allowed to do this? Are you the most famous Jewish professional wrestler right now? Right? No, Goldberg wrestled like a couple... Yeah, but Goldberg never had a Star of David on his shirt. I didn't mean to have one. You have one. <laughs> but I do have one. <laughs> How many shirts do you have currently available for sale? How many different designs? Oh, I don't know, probably like 25 at ProWrestlingTees.com slash GoldCobana. <laughs> have you ever... You've had to have gone to a show, not a comedy show, uh, just a bar anywhere, and seen someone in your shirt. Yeah, I told this. I did a live podcast in Austin at South by Southwest, and I told uh, Chris Cubis was my guest, and I was telling him that <laughs> I saw a guy outside wearing my T-shirt just at the thing, and I went up to him. Oh, no, I saw him, and I was like, I was so socially awkward that I, I went to go up to him, and then like, 
the idea of like the interaction made me so stressed out that I kind of ran away, which he was saying that that's how wrestling fans usually are. And so I think that's the key to my success is that I am just like my audience, socially awkward. Just like your audience, you're sort of transitioning. I won't say out of wrestling, but... Oh, I thought you said I was transitioning. Nothing wrong with no. that? Nothing wrong with that. I am not. Nothing wrong with that. If you are, good. Has there been a wrestler that's transitioned? Sure. Oh, well, there's... Yeah, there was one... I felt like a real good social justice warrior because uh, I don't want... I don't know if she... You know, I don't want to... Just I was recently on a show where she was a part of, and then someone said something shitty, like the way wrestlers do, you know, locker room talk, right? Gross. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, like, said, like, that's not what – you don't refer to them – them? You don't refer to her as that. And then he thought about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I was a piece of shit, sorry. So one at a time. Have you felt like that's going to hurt you in your career? Being a nice person? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I, I, I think it, it didn't help me in the WWE when I was there. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of people kissing a lot of ass and doing a lot of political moves. And I was just like, that's not for me. And sadly, like when I got fired, like a little bit of me was like, well, it's because I didn't do that. But also I feel good about myself as a human being. So I'm OK with that. What was your character? Because uh, It was Scotty Goldman, Jewish wrestler. <laughs> But were you, you know, were you a nice guy, or were you supposed to be the bad guy? I was a nice Jewish wrestler, Scotty Goldman. <laughs> uh, for the people listening at home that hasn't seen the video, I think it's called Jobber to the Stars that you and Marty did about this time. Oh yeah, this is old video. No, it was um, like uh, inside the wrestler's mind. Yes. Yeah. Like inside the actor studio. Like inside the actor studio. Yeah, you were essentially a jobber. I'm saying this like I'm a, like it's a bad thing. Yeah, well, it is a bad. You've been kind of cruel there. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> we yeah, we did a spoof on Inside the Actor's Studio where I was pretending that I made up this character who was a you know I you know I played this mm. role of the loser so well, and it was you know I it was a masterpiece that I came up with. What was your favorite swear word? What was my favorite swear word? <laughs> That's the Inside oh, the Actor's Studio. Inside the. Oh, I right. don't watch that show. <laughs> Not in the top ten Shit. shows. Um, cock, cock. How long do you want to stay professional? Oh yeah, you, I'm life? transitioning out of wrestling. Sorry, is that what you're getting at? Are you? Because you're getting more and more. Your 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 booking is not just in the ring. You're you're right. calling a lot of shows. You're doing the live show a lot of places. You're still doing the stuff with Marty a lot of places. Mm-hmm. You're also getting older because that's how time works. How wow. long do you want to actually wrestle? Damn you, time. How long do you actually want to wrestle? Forever, I really do. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm only a commentator because it just, the, both the other commentators got signed by WWE and they needed someone to commentate. And I've always thought about the idea of like not just pigeonholing myself, and that's why I do comedy, and that's why I do uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. and and that's why I have all these other ventures, and I, and I'm an actor. Uh, you might have seen me in my six line role in Chicago PD. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I'm famous. I know. Um. But I, I love wrestling. The style I do of wrestling is very easy, and I, I feel I can, I can do it for another 20 years, to be honest. You're, you're, you wrestle kind of like how the king kind of wrestles. Yeah, I see, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with my career with Jerry Lawler these days. Except, to my knowledge, no sexual assault charges against you. Right, I, 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 don't, I don't dabble in the underage. Just Google Jerry Lawler plus sign kids. You'll find a lot. Alleged, alleged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that happened. Um, <laughs> so, what's he going to do? He might be here tonight. Um, here's a question I ask every single person that enjoys indie wrestling. Have you, you ever assaulted a minor? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. 
Why isn't the lighting better? In here? I don't no, know. No, the lighting here is perfect. Two reds, two blues. The lighting looks good. here is perfect. And these candles. I did not expect oh, these I love candles. Mwah, the Very hungry intimate. brain. Wonderful. I didn't, I didn't expect this place to be so classy. Most every indie wrestling show is lit horribly. Yeah, that's because it's not a giant production. Arena wrestling is what we call arena wrestling with WWE. The independent world is like mom and dad, mom and pop style professional wrestling. Okay, here's my issue with that, though. Like, two spot, three spotlights could solve all of these problems, and they're not expensive to rent. Even PWG, like the best indie wrestling in the country, looks like garbage on film. That's part of the charm, I think. Is that charming? Yes. All right. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're sitting here just talking down to my profession. No, I, I respect the hell out of your profession. I can never do it. It impresses the hell out of me. And I but worry. ugh, those lighting. I just think that it's, that's the kind of. I don't know how of, you do it. It's, it's the little shit that that's the thing that's not elevating it to a better thing. If you're going to shoot a concert and it's great lighting, it's going to look like the band is amazing. It doesn't matter how they sound. I feel like if wrestling was lit like a rock show at the Beat Kitchen, it would be amazing. I mean, that's the thing. When Kerry Silken took over Ring of Honor years ago, he thought the same way, and he brought in, like, curtains, and he brought in those lights, and I remember <laughs> him telling me how much that cost, and it was, like, in the tens of thousands of dollars, and they never really were able to recoup that money. So uh, on these shows, it's such a it's such a shoestring budget that a lot of people aren't forward thinkers, and some are. You know, WrestlePro in New Jersey are are people who bought a rig, uh, like the old like uh, Rosemont Horizon, mm -hmm. and they've invested in that money, and their stuff looks great. And there are some people who do it, um, but for the most part, it's really like a lot of these shows are working off the gate to pay their wrestlers and pay their production. And unlike stand-up or a concert, uh, there's you know maybe four people in a band, maybe there's one person as a stand-up, there's 30 wrestlers that you have to pay, maybe three of them you're flying in, giving a hotel, the other ones you're paying their gas, uh, and, and it just all adds up. So the money adds up, so there's not a lot of money to spread around, including in putting into production. But I agree with you, but it is a, it, it's, it's all about forward thinking. Do you think it's possible that, due to the popularity of this and due to the rise of this, that there's a potential of having dedicated wrestling venues or, like, maybe more rock club in rather than a banquet hall? There is a place usage. in Japan called First Ring in Shibuya that I've wrestled at many times, and they have wrestling every – it's like this perfect barn with 300 seats, and it's all built in, uh, and it's, um, it's, it's the best. There's wrestling every single night there, and I think it's so cool, but um, – I don't know if there's a difference between well, I would say because Tokyo is very over overpopulated, so maybe one day. Yeah, I was gonna say no, but then maybe one day. And I think that uh, one hour tees and pro wrestling tees, like they have. No, this isn't a plug, but a little bit. But uh, he he's he's got he had that vision, like he wanted to kind of do something like that. Um, but it got so popular that they had to put more printers and hire more people. It's a wonderful to, problem, as, right? As opposed to putting in a ring, and you know where they're at in Bucktown, uh, it's. It's not like you can – the buildings there are so expensive. Sure, so, sure. Um, I, I think they – I know years ago they wanted, they had mapped it out to put a ring in there and to do like little shows. And I think that could have been a place where they did shows nightly. But um, now the shirt – you know, the Bull Club shirts have taken over. and It's a wonderful problem. Yeah. Uh, we talked about India, 28-foot ring, wrestling on cement essentially. Uh, have you ever walked away from a gig because the conditions were too unsafe? No. And I had a friend the other uh, – a couple – maybe a couple of months ago who did – and 
he got introduced to his match. He came out in the ring, and then he just walked to the back, and he said, you got to fix that ring. Fix really? He's like, I'm not wrestling. And that happened the other night, too. Uh, and I was in San Francisco last Saturday, and a couple of the wrestlers refused to go in the ring. And there was like 2,000 people there, and they got introduced, and then they just left. But I, I always just feel like I know what – I just know what I can and cannot sure, do. Sure, sure. And if the, those limitations are put on you by the promoter – so I'm going to go to the promoter. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I couldn't have the best match for you. The, you this is what you've given me to work with. Uh, you know, and if you want a better match, you'll have a better ring or better conditions. Do you identify more with other athletes? A ap- man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an open mind. It's 2017. Do you identify more with uh, other athletes, uh, musicians, or comics? Comedians. Okay. Yeah. Is that because of the style of what you do? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think even though, like I said, like I was, it's all like – the athleticism was what allowed me to be successful. Uh, later in my career, I, I realized it's more about like bits uh, and, and doing like when I'm doing spots, it's like doing jokes and um, and the lifestyle of traveling all around. Um, I was I, I found myself like more like a comedian. You could <laughs> the way you wrestle, you could Thank be you. A, you could be a fat guy, yet you, uh, you yet you're in shape. You look great right now. Uh, why not just let it go? Yeah, I did a couple of years ago. <laughs> Were you happier? I mean, the bookings didn't go down. There you but go. I wasn't happier looking in the mirror. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, do you have body dysmorphia? Uh, what does that mean again? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. Wait, I do a little bit though. Okay. Like, do I hate my body? Yeah. Yeah, of course. See, do you think that that's normal in your profession? I think that's normal about everybody. Oh, maybe not. I'm trying to think about no. that. I f- completely agree with. I feel that way too, but I'm not. Getting into the ring. That's Aren't the you a psychopath if you look at yourself and you're like, I'm perfect? Um, I mean, a lot of your friends look perfect. Yeah, but believe me, they say to themselves. Has Finn Balor ever said, I don't look perfect? I mean, I haven't had that conversation with He's him. He's got too many abs. Come on. <laughs> I, I, he has said to himself, oh, I have too many abs. He looks <laughs> too much of an Adonis. I'm okay. a freak of nature. Here's a if question. only one of these abs would go away. I was not able. I was born with too many abs. <laughs> I was not able to answer my wife in an appropriate manner when she asked me, why do you like this stuff? She asked me this yesterday. And in the past, and I've only been... She was talking about your marriage? (laughs) Now you're playing the role of a heel for the people listening in the room. Okay, so uh, she's like, why do you like this shit? This is stupid. This is just male testosterone. This is bullshit. And And I just got frustrated. I said... We've had this conversation for the last two years. Like, either you, you like it or you don't. And I got frustrated, and I couldn't pontificate why I enjoy what you do. But you can say the word pontificate, though. <laughs> exactly. There's no excuse. I get paid to use my words, and I wasn't able to explain why I love this. So, what do you tell people when they ask you, why do you love this? I mean, I just say, I just say it's about the live show experience. Uh, when I try to pitch it to people. Because I do think if you go to arena wrestling or if you go to the WWE, if you go to these giant things, you watch from afar and you're watching a show. But when you go to a, an alternative show, uh, an independent show, you, you, you're you a part of the show. You're not watching from afar. And I personally, I make it my job to make you a part of the show. And I think that's part of the fun is when you get to see the intimacy of professional wrestling and the theater and 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 the athleticism and all of it. I there's my friends who are not like I you know you watch these people who like like olympic gymnasts and you're like they're trained to do those kind of flips and all of that kind of stuff. Like they're the best in the world. And then I'll just watch my friend like Matt 
you know, just do this like crazy aerial thing. And I understand how it works because we're just weird wrestling nerds. And he shouldn't be the person that's able to do that, but he is. He's not like the best, you know, he's, he, Matt Cross was a guy who, you know, couldn't become an Olympic gymnast, you know, he was whatever. Um, so I just, the I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but just the idea of like, um, the athleticism is crazy. It's crazy. Even like what I could do and like the way I understand how m the body and the physics work of the physicality of this art that we're doing, um, just from years of training and doing pro wrestling, not not doing gymna gymnastics or diving or any of that, and that li watching that live, I think is uh, I think it's breathtaking if you go into it watching it there like that, just that just the physicality of it, and then put in the storytelling and the and the and the cheap beer to add to like how much fun it is to just yell and boo. I think it's the the perfect show. I agree to a point. So she had a great time. We went to Mexico City. We went to CMLL. We went to Arena Mexico. She had the best time in the world. Mm -hmm. it, w it couldn't have been better. She refuses to go to like the local DC indie shows, Nova Pro Wrestling, because it's like in a JCC, and they're doing a cage match in a JCC, not realizing maybe that's not the best place to do a cage match. Right, and she hates Jews. She is a Jew. So, um, <laughs> so it's it's, and and then I try to self-loathing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> And then I try to explain, like, no, it's beautiful, it's theater, it's blah, blah, blah. And then I'll show her a clip, and she's like, why is everyone yelling? <laughs> How do you... That sounds you like a very Jewish thing to say. <laughs> I, get, I hear my mother. Ugh. Cole, why is everybody yelling? <laughs> so is there even an argument to be made against that? Or like, just accept that the yelling is going to be there? Well, what's that? Wait, but that's what it was... Those shows in Arena Mexico are the most annoying, loud shows ever. But they're the most clear good versus evil... Well, so are the yelling shows, no? Not to her. You well, know. they don't cut any promos at those shows. It's, well, you don't see them in Arena Mexico. You don't see them talk. So she liked that part. She's bored by the talking. Which I, that's my favorite part, is the talking. <laughs> no. So she does not like it at yeah. all. So she's not the biggest Ric Flair fan. Uh, if, you were gonna, if anybody actually wanted to try this, I'm not recommending it. What's the one exercise they should be doing? Uh, I, I, would, I would do like single Hindu squats. I don't know what that is. I'll ex a Hindu this, squat. For this audio podcast, it's one of these. Oh, okay. So a, a squat? <laughs> so it's like a <laughs> squat, but you're also like sh scooping the ground. Scoop, what yeah. is that? There's a scoop just squat? a hand included. Mm. Your arm just swings. I was actually waving a fart to the audience. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. How much do you make a year, and do you make more from T-shirt sales or uh, appearances? We're not going to ask that question, but I'm so fascinated. If you could oh. tell me off mic, I would love sure. it. I completely understand you would never want to talk about this on air. Um I respect the help. I, I do say that I, I, it's like it's, it's. I think it's separated in fourths. Oh, I want to so, know this. So like one fourth is from, from actual wrestling. Okay. One fourth is from merchandise. Uh, one fourth is from podcasting, and the other fourth is like miscellaneous. I do video game work. I do acting work. You might have seen me do my six lines on Chicago PD. <laughs> Uh, as Harlan Betts. Yes, thank you. So yeah, aren't you? Don't you do the moves for the video games? Yeah. Is that weird? No. Okay. Like for all the like the big ones? Yeah, they put the dots on me and they okay. it's my like motions that happen. So in you're the video whoever games. like the big wrestler is at the at the moment or like who's in the video game. Or are you just playing generic wrestling man? No, like one? the like the, f the the famous guys, like like when they when you see them do a drop kick or a clothesline, like mm -hmm. that would be me or one of my friends doing do you have to? Emotions. Do they tell you you're gonna be so and so? You have to do his his move where he yeah. does arm things or whatever the yeah. hell. 
you know, the famous. <laughs> but you've, at this point, you've done that for friends of yours. Sure. Is that weird? No. I just cool. Get, I just want to get paid. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you done any women's wrestling moves? Say it again. Have you ever been the video game character of the woman when they, when they do the balls and the green screen and all this stuff? I don't think the women do the balls. Fair enough. Um, I respect the hell out of what you do. Your uh, calendar is packed. Uh, if people want to find it, they should go to? ColtCabana.com is where you can see all my upcoming events, including a show in Chicago the night before Thanksgiving with Marty DeRosa at North Bar. Sorry to promote another bar. Okay, so, okay, so let's go in order if you remember. This weekend you're in? San Antonio, Dallas, and Oklahoma City. Then you're back in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Yeah, then I'm back. I'm in Logan Square Auditorium on the 25th. Uh, or the 25th. I'm in Cleveland on the 24th. Uh, then the 27th, I fly to London to do a, a pilot for a TV show. The 28th, 29th, and then the the, the 30. The first, I go to Miami, uh, and then I come back. And then the 7th and 8th, I'm in New Jersey and New York. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm in Philadelphia uh, and New York City. And then the 23rd, I fly to Japan, and I'll be touring Japan from the 23rd to January 5th. I get back on the 5th, and I fly to Minnesota on the 6th. And then on the uh, oh, and then December eighth, I booked a, uh, an acting gigs uh, and an industrial, so I'll be doing that also. And then yeah, and then I mean my January and February is pretty full too. Is so. it as yourself in the industrials? I think so. It was the part of a wrestler. I'll sneak myself in there. <laughs> I don't think people that don't follow this stuff realize how hectic your life can be. Yeah, but I understand this. Every every time I'm in an airport or like. It's been a crazy travel. Like last weekend, I, I, I like I was up in the morning. At Thursday, I flew to L.A. and then Friday, I flew to San Francisco. And then Saturday, I flew. I got up at like 4 a.m. and flew cross country from San Francisco to Fort Lauderdale, uh, and then to Tampa the next day. Uh, um, but I always think to myself, a, I'm really only working 20 minutes as a because I'm my wrestling job is only 20 minutes. Sure. And b, uh, this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do in my life, and. I've I, everything I've done has set this path to get to this point of popularity or uh, in demandness or whatever. And if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing some shitty job that I wouldn't want to be doing. So I always have a self-realization when it gets very hectic to always just step back in my mind and be like, this is exactly what you wanted to do and you're doing it. And so enjoy it and have fun and travel the world on somebody else's dime. All million miles of them. It's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. You're a wonderful person. Thank you so much for doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Cold Cabana. Shalom. <laughs> Victory Auto Wreckers. Where is Victory? Merle, do you know where Victory is? Wait, say that again? Where is Victory Auto Records? Isn't that part of the commercial? Uh, Victory Auto Records. I don't know. Great. Berwin. Is it Berwin? I, no, I don't think it is Berwin. Because I feel like I would remember Berwin. Yeah, but that's Svenguli. That is Svenguli. I know Svenguli from Svenguli. But that's Fuck what I'm off. saying. They're not going to I don't live here into. anymore, but I still know Svenguli. Don't be a dick. they wouldn't bleed into you. you. know, he's not in there like, in Berwin. Coming to the stage is a dear friend of mine. It's a dear friend of the show. And most importantly, she's celebrating her Billy Corgan birthday. She's turning 33 today. She's going to speak to us in a language we can hear. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Stephanie Haas, everybody. Stephanie! <laughs> Stephanie's favorite sport is clearly drag race. Sure. 710 East Green Street. It's the 710 East Green Street. That's what I was remembering. While we're clearing up old business, I would just like to say that Finn Balor is too sinewy. 
Oh, who's your guy? Who's your hot bod in the WWE? Or the indie scene? Kane. <laughs> That's right. Kane, currently running for mayor in Knox <gasps> County. Is it mayor Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee? Here's the interesting thing about Kane. Uh, I was trying to explain why that's interesting to my wife, and she did not give a shit. She that, doesn't uh, care about insurance agent Glenn Jacobs? No, she does <laughs> not. <laughs> Stephanie, uh, what's your number one sport? Ooh. Honestly, it might be baseball, but Fair. Drag Race is a close second. It is. Okay, so uh, why are we friends? Oh, gosh. Uh, do you want like a, like, a, like a poetic answer or like a either, historical answer? Either one. Probably like six years ago, I wandered into this bar day drunk to be a guest on your podcast. Party. And I shouted at you about how I was trying to find a boyfriend so I could have sex. Cool. <laughs> Has that worked out? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you still trying to do that? Uh, yeah, except now as a husband. Oh, I you want a husband couldn't, now? Couldn't get a boyfriend, so I'm going to set my sights higher. Have you tried... Uh, What's it? Posterity oil? Prosperity oil? Prosperity Have you tried oil? prosperity oil? I have oil? not. I use like an like an argon oil for anti-aging. <laughs> oh, okay. You look fantastic. Thank you're, you. You're drinking beer out of a chalice. Yeah, it's my Smashing Pumpkins birthday. How does 33 feel? Not any different yet. When was it today? Is it yeah. today? It is okay. today. We're in the present tense. <laughs> what do you hope happens in your 33 year of existence? Um. Well, you know what? Uh, my, my best friend Carmen and I saw a documentary about the, what was it, 1968 DNC convention? Yes. You want yeah. blood in the streets. Well, no, there's a, there's a scene in which they're talking about taking the hill. And, uh, and we became obsessed with that idea. And I was at a mandatory work party earlier today. And my boss, not my boss, the owner of the company, uh, who I'm obsessed with, said like, this is a take the hill kind of company. And I was like... I need to take the hill this Why year. Why are you so obsessed with your year. boss? Uh, because she is a millionaire and she's beautiful and she's smart and she's successful and she's powerful and kind of scary. Is this the first time you've enjoyed your boss? Yes. How would you describe... In this way. <laughs> is, is she more of a RuPaul? Is she more of a Michelle Visage? Um... Uh, yeah, definitely a RuPaul, I think. Fantastic. Okay, why do you... <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... You're 33. Yes. Time is running out. <laughs> Absolutely. What specifically are you looking for in a hubby? Is it all of Glenn Jacobs' characteristics? A tall man from Spain that sells insurance that's a libertarian? No, preferably not. Prefer uh, physically, I don't care. Um, Whoa, what, you don't care? I mean, like not morbidly obese. Okay, but not too sinewy like Finn Balor. Not too sinewy like Finn Balor. Would you rather date an obese man or Finn Balor? Ooh, probably an obese man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he is so attractive. I'm going to show you a photo of uh, Finn Balor as Merle. You're going to okay. be your I jaw's going to I seen Finn Balor up close, and I did not care for it. All right, stop bragging. Look, I'm sure he's perfectly nice. He's just too thin for me. He never eats a carb. You are a very thin woman. I'm okay. No, you're a My very... My BMI is 22.1. I went to the doctor yesterday. Is that high or low? It's, it's medium. Oh, okay. Then why bring that up? Because it's just medium. I'm not very thin. I'm medium. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so... Uh, I mean, I do have a lot of muscle. <laughs> okay, what are you looking for in a man? Someone who I, who I am attracted to. Uh, but what is that? Yeah, it know. can be... There's a lot of things. <laughs> it can be Kane. It can be... Who's another wrestler? <laughs> it could be corporate Kane. It could be demon Kane. <laughs> No, pick a pick an example of a, an ideal partner. 
Well, qualities. Thank you. Kind, Quality. funny. Okay. Do they have to have a job? Ideally, yes. But that, is that, they, is they that a deal They have to support breaker? themselves. If they are independently wealthy and they don't have a job, that's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, do you care about, do, could they be divorced? Yes. Okay, could they have children? I would prefer not. Okay. Do they need a car? Because I would like to, uh, no, they don't need a car. Okay. I, don't, I dated a dad once and I, <laughs> it was fine, but I, I've never experienced what it is to be the most important person in someone's life and I want that. Okay, <laughs> so you want to be the center of attention. I would love to be the center of attention for once. That sounds great. Okay, that's doable. Is would it? Would you go older? Yeah. Like oh. way, like uh, 50. 50 plus, yeah. I don't know if I would go above 50. 40. We'll 40. 50. Oh, 40 50. for sure. 45. 45. I'm 33. I have to go 40, right? You don't, like I, you don't gotta do shit. I think I have to. You don't gotta do anything. So what would be your cutoff? 18. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, 18 is your cutoff. Absolutely not. Why not? I. You don't, don't want to go party at Lane Tech later? I don't <laughs> Whitney Young or Bust. <laughs> Listen, Walter Payton is a fantastic high school. I think we could find you an 18-year-old Ted Knight. I don't think I would go younger. Why? You wouldn't go younger than 33. Probably not. Why? Uh, because men are immature. <laughs> but what if they had everything? What if they were successful and they had money and a house, but yet they were 25? Ooh. That's weird. They're, they're a murderer. That's they're weird. a psychopath. Yeah. That doesn't exist. That yeah, does not yeah, exist, yeah, Esmeralda. Yeah. That people, I'm the norm here. I'm the norm, and I, could be, I can't afford a place without my wife. That's how that works. Okay, okay, nothing below 29. That's fair. Okay, and nothing older than 45? Let's say 47. You're a stand-up comic. Do you want to date another comic? Would you date another comic? I have. Uh, I don't think that they meet any of these qualifications. <laughs> Would you date... Dat fan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a comic that very few people know. Uh, would you date Cat Williams? We both love the com comedic styles of no, Cat Williams. No, he's very troubled. Okay. Also, I think he's older than 47. Okay, but if he wasn't older than 47 and he was still very troubled, would you date Cat Williams? No, too okay. troubled. Fantastic. Okay, so would you date a man that rollerblades? Oh, God, that's a great question. I know, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> is it like part of his personality or is it just something he happens to do? Like, does he identify as a He does a not identify as a rollerblader, yeah. but he'll have them in the hall and use them regularly. Uh, if does, he wear, does he like wear he, elbow he, It's pads? the same way a, a guy bicycles, but he doesn't have a bike bicycle suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is he going to encourage me to No, but he's definitely going to wear them to social functions and then change out of them before he goes into the bar and or restaurant. Okay, so like if we're going out with... And or black tie event. So, so like if we're going out with friends, This he's is gonna his main travel? Yeah. No, it's like one of his four ways of transportation. <laughs> wow. He does not skateboard, though. Okay, there's, there, so there's like rollerblade, CTA, Lyft. And Uber. <laughs> But that's only if Uber's like remarkably cheaper than Lyft because he's still somewhat of a social justice warrior. <laughs> he does not own a car. Would okay. you date part-time rollerblader? So we're uh, I'm I'm like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing a show with the Hungry Brain. Yes. Do you want to come?" And he shows up. He walks in the door. He's No, he doesn't walk in the door. He, oh, he blades in he, the door. He blades to the door and then changes his shoes outside and then walks in and we could hear his rollerblades <laughs> clanking. Do you date that man? I don't know if I can date that man. See, I would totally date that man. Here's <laughs> why. 
He's a confident <laughs> man. He, know, he knows this is out of style. He's okay with it. But it's not the worst workout, and it's relatively safer than bicycling at dark in, in the night. That's how dark works. Wait, so is he on time? He's on time for the most part. He's wow. normal. He's not late. He's not on time. You know what I mean? He's like normal. I only mean because it would probably take a while to get anywhere on he, rollerblades. He's yes. a decent budget of time. Like here, Okay, here's my big problem. It's not the fact that he rollerblades. Like mm-hmm. if he were just on the lakefront path, like, okay, go he for it. He never rollerblades on the lakefront path. He does not do it. It's very dangerous it's, there. He does not but do it for like this. He does it for transportation. But that either means he's rollerblading on the sidewalk or in a bike lane, and either way, I'm pissed off at him. Okay, why? What if he's a smooth mover? I don't like when people who aren't on bikes are in the bike lane. What the fuck are you doing? Have you seen the hit You're movie? You're not moving at bike speed. What's, have you seen Gleam the Cube? I think that's the <laughs> No, I've never seen Gleam the Cube. Yeah, that's the skateboarding movie. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. He's like that level good, but rollerblades. If he can rollerblade as fast as a bike and not No, he can't. Way. He can rollerblade as fast as a skateboarder. I don't want skateboarders in the bike lane either. So that's a deal breaker. Is uh, what you're saying. It bothers me. Well, that's good. It's good to know what you and wouldn't. And I like skateboarders. It's just. Would you date a religious it's person? It's not a wheel lane. Would you date a. Re- what if it was a wheel would lane? Would I date a religious person? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Well, Jewish, so, yes. Christian, okay. no. Let's rank all Other the religions. Reli- you know Go. What? Number okay, one. Would I, I would not date a Christian person, probably. I would okay. not, I'd probably not date an active Christian person. Scientology? Scientology. No. Go. Uh. We're getting into real, we're already in real <laughs> yeah, I rocky am, territory. Yeah, I am and that's why the guy on rollerblades would not skate on those because if you're a rollerblader, you don't want to skate right on rollerblades. Okay, uh, name your biggest baseball crush ever. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr.? It's a good baseball crush. Although, oh, no. Wait, why? David Ross. <laughs> why? Is that your ideal man? Yeah, absolutely. Is a retired former catcher, soon-to-be obese man, your... Yeah. Receding hairline? Yes. So is it fair to say... Wise in a dopey way? Absolutely. You kind of want like a daddy figure without the children. Yeah. Okay, that's good. What if he's on rollerblades? (laughs) David Ross Well, then he wouldn't get fat. No, he... Oh, I could show you some fat rollerbladers. I know some flat... Listen, I know some fat bladers. I'm a future fat blader. I get it. Don't worry Why about it. Why are you pushing the rollerblading angle so hard? I just want to come back. He bought stock in it. He's trying stock. to bring it back. I bought low. I'm trying to sell high. Okay. Uh, what do you hope happens besides you meeting rollerblading daddy David Ross? Oh, I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm gonna meet a husband. Uh, I don't Why? know. Why? Wait. Why? Uh, By the way, I feel like this is appropriate to talk about considering we talk about this on and off mic, and it's kind of part of your comedy. Oh, yeah, no, that's okay. fine. Okay. Now, wait, do you want a husband, like, you're going to get married and sign things, or do you just want a partner for life? I would prefer a husband because I want someone to admit in the eyes of the law that he loves me. But not the Lord. <laughs> Clearly not the Lord. <laughs> no, not the Lord. I get that. That's why Cain, the <laughs> devil's favorite demon, is your ideal man. <laughs> Esmeralda, let's make this real awkward for you. Mm. Do you want a husband or a partner for life? I don't want a husband. Why? Because why do I got to sign something? There you go. Mm. If you didn't have to sign, if you could do an electronic signature, <laughs> would that change anything? No, I don't want to sign anything. Fair enough. I get that completely. I don't like contracts. You I don't want to admit in the eyes of the law that you love someone. No, or God, because if he knows. <laughs> right? Doesn't he see everything or whatever? Billy Corgan's clearly a religious man. Do you feel like you're going to find your spirituality because you're 33 and it's Billy Corgan's year? (laughs) 
Also, are you going to go visit his tea house? Have you been to the tea house? Have you been to Highland Park? I have not been to his tea house in Highland Park. Would you like to go? Sure. If a it's man It's kind of lame, you, like teenagers run it. What's wrong with teens? Uh, they're really That's boring. maybe not the best thing to say into a mic this week in America <laughs> or any time. Actually, that's not true at all. Until like three weeks ago. Perfectly fine to say into Perfectly a Perfectly fine. Now, per- let's stop talking about how good teens are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're the one who's going to Whitney Young later tonight. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't think anyone will be there for me. No, that's good. I don't want... I feel I'm like... I'm not going well, not for teens at Whitney night. Young. We it's could find a late-night varsity basketball game somewhere in this city. I Let's make that. this happen. Late <laughs> Tech was... The parking lot was packed, so I don't know what's going on over there. What about... A, would you date a high school basketball coach? Oh, that sounds nice. Right? Yeah. And then you get to watch the hot teens play basketball. <laughs> If you had a son, would you be more disappointed if he became a basketball player or a drag race superstar? Oh, I would be happy with either. I thought you were going to throw Christian in there since I've been so bigoted already. Would you be happier if he was a professional basketball player, atheist, or a super Christian but very open and accepting RuPaul's Drag Race winner? Oh, God damn it. Winner. Alaska-level good. That's right, you would. Shit. I know. Don't knock the Lord. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Christian show. Okay, so um, are you happy right now? Overall, one to ten. No. One to ten. Oh, um, two. Oh, really? Yeah. How can we get it to five at Jesus least? Christ, come on. What could we do? <laughs> we did not bring a birthday cake. She's got to watch her weight. Her BMI I mean, is already too high. Do you mean We're like judging like women on their BMIs on this show. <laughs> That's our new thing. We judge your BMIs. Do you mean like this second or like uh, like this the, the curve of my life? I'll give you 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes? No, the future 10 minutes. Oh, what can we do? Oh, I mean like within this 10 minutes, I would say I'm an eight. You but just like, said you were a two. No, I know. But like if you, if you were talking about like the week, it would be a two. If oh, you're that's about, not good. If you're talking about like the year, it would be a two. What know? about the very popular pop artist of the weekend? That's not funny. Okay, so. I don't know who that is. He's got amazing hairstyles. I mean, I know he is a popular pop artist, but I don't know what he does. He sings. That's right. Ah. <laughs> that's right. I now, thought maybe he was a rapper for some no. reason. He collaborates huh. with a lot of rappers. Okay. Okay, but he is not. He okay. dates someone small? Very, is very famous. Does he date one of those small women? Selena yeah. Gomez. He used to date yeah. Selena Gomez, but then they broke up recently, and the rumor is she's getting back with Bieber. Yeah, oh. and he's dating a girl that looks like Selena Gomez. Yes. Oh. Would you date The weekend? <laughs> Probably not, because I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. You, he's got a very fantastic hairstyle. I like it quite well, a bit. Well, show me some photos. Later. Okay, done. So we got to show Merle Finn Balor, and we got to show you the weekend's haircut. Yeah. What can we do as a friendship team? That's not a, th- a term. I'm your friend. Yes. What can I do to at least go from two to three to make your life better? <laughs> I don't think that's an absurd question either. You should take her to the tea house. Would you like to go to the tea house? Gosh, yes. Let's go to Billy Gordon's tea house. Do you think house. that would honestly put you to a three? In Let's life? be honest here. In life. I don't know. I feel like we'd, like maybe if we made some to-do lists while we were there. Okay, okay. They have pricey vegan dessert snacks. Do you, that seems to be right up your alley, Stephanie. <laughs> you seem to like vegan dessert snacks. <laughs> I love vegan dessert snacks. What can we do? Seriously, give me a thing. Let's do the thing. 
That's a, a lot of pressure. No, it's not. It's very loose. It's an open-ended question. It doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah, but I don't. If I knew the answer, I would be implementing it. I don't. I don't agree with you. You don't think that I would get to a three if I knew how to get to a three? No. I think that your uh, anti-rollerblade agenda is fogging your brain and you just can't see the positives in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should get her some rollerblades. Okay, what size shoe are you? Seven. Done. (laughs) Seven. Okay, we're going to get you some rollerblades. Perfect. If I you buy you rollerblade roll to the tea house. If I roll, if I buy Perfect. you rollerblades tonight, will you promise me that you'll use them at least once? Absolutely not. What, what about in a roller rink? <laughs> what about in a roller rink? Yeah, because then you're not yeah. in the bike lane. But you're the only. Okay, yeah, but you're the rink. only one on rollerblades. Everyone else has roller skates. Oh, I'm fine with that. Actually, yeah. I'm. I prefer that. Yeah, because you're cool. Yeah. Uh, you have a show. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple shows, uh, Comedy Secrets at the Beat Kitchen down the street, which will be back in March, the last Tuesday of the month. What's the premise of that show? Uh, It's a show where we make comedians tell stories that they've never told on stage before. And why can people never hear that show? Because they are secret. That's Uh, right. We we make the audience take an oath of secrecy. So uh, could I say what happened at the show we did in Texas, but not say the name of the person? Sure. There was a guy, we did a show at South by Southwest in like 2014 or something, and there was a guy on the show, and he uh, admitted to uh, an accomplice to murder. Yeah. And uh, that's why you got to come to the live show. We we don't podcast the show so that people can say things like that. Did he think this oath was binding? Well, it is binding. It is binding. It is binding. Come on, guys. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) We didn't say. No snitches. There were a lot of people on it. It doesn't. It was cool. But it was it was one of the things that, and by cool I mean horrible. But it was one of those shows where it's like, oh, this is unique. Yeah. This is fun. Did yeah. you then just do like a quick? The, the murder part wasn't like fun. I wasn't saying like the, the murder is fun. You shouldn't murder. I'm saying the idea and the reality of the show where you get exposed to murders is fun. Yeah. This this person also, you know, the term accomplice. I would use that loosely. Yeah, but he would. I can't say because it was the law, the yeah. law of the show. Did they have a hand, like literally, no, in no. The blood? No, they did in not. The murdering. No, it was okay. an accidental murder. They knew some things oh. about a murder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so all right. All they, right. Yeah. Okay. They may have witnessed parts of it. Yep. We've already said too much. Yep. Okay. So that's one of the shows that you should go to at the Bee Kitchen. Yeah. What's the other show? Uh, the other show is Parlor Car. Uh, we ran at uh, Bardeville for the last five years, and then we did a, a little. Summer series at Sportsman's Club, and we'll be returning sometime in the early, tw- the early New Year. Sometimes, in, sometime in 2018. Location TBD. Is it wasn't Deanna on that show? Deanna has done the show many times. Yes. And that's actually how I found out about her. Ah. So thanks to you. All right, you scour our lineup. I do to scour coach your lineup. That's exactly <laughs> right. Um, I am incredibly glad I know you. Likewise. Uh, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your boot selection. It's always on point. Thank I appreciate you. your sneaker selection. You cannot see them, but I have witnessed them, and you can trust me because I am wearing a very sensible Ben Sherman leather shoe that I bought on deep discount at the Nordstrom's in Seattle. Plugs, everybody. I've had uh, these Doc Martens for literally 20 years. You look fantastic in them. Thank I hope you. your feet <laughs> never change because you're 33, and if they grew, there'd be a very horrible problem. That'd be upsetting. Uh, keep the cholesterol under check. Uh, we you both too. have that problem. I know. This show's only got a few more years before we both keel <laughs> over from too many eggs, everybody. Um, we love our eggs. Your show's, 
I could I could attest to this. Uh, if you're ever in Chicago and, and you're doing one of those shows, go to those shows. They're, they're absolutely wonderful. Um, I prefer um, less murder. No, I, I prefer the exact amount of murder. I like Parlor Car more than Comedy Secrets because Comedy Secrets, I always want to talk about that stuff later, and you're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Parlor Car is just a fun show. You're a fantastic comedy producer. You're a fantastic comic. And more importantly, you're a fantastic 33-year-old. <laughs> Never change except change uh, eight things to get it to a 10. Because uh, right now it's uh, too depressing, and I don't want to live that way. Uh, At least a four. Yeah, come on. All right, tr- I'll try a little fucking harder, okay? okay. Uh, it's her birthday. Uh, please buy her enough alcohol where she spirals into a deep, deep depression. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. please put your hands together for Stephanie Haas, everybody. Yeah. Stephanie! Yeah. You, you have a man. I do. Let's talk about that. Coming to the stage <laughs> is a brand new friend. She's doing the show for the first time, and uh, I only know of her because of Stephanie Houses producing. I'm incredibly grateful that she's here. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Deanna Ortiz, everybody. Deanna! It's all you. Hello. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? Woo! Cool. I feel the same way. Kind of mad that the pizza guy came in, didn't give us any pizza, and then just left this room smelling like pizza. (laughs) That was a bummer. You know? Just me. Okay, cool. I'm going to let this sit right there. Are there any couples in the audience? One. Cool. One over here. That's great. A slow, almost hesitant clap from the back. Couples in love? Let's try again. No clap. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's cool. So it's like new. You know, we're still trying to figure it out. That's great. uh, I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, But I do hate couples in love, so I'm glad there's none of them here to talk, uh, to be here and listen to this. I just hate couples that, like, hold hands on the street, you know? They, like, wear matching shirts. I hate couples who ride tandem bicycles to work together. Like, fuck that, you know? I'll never have that. I'll never have that level of commitment where I'm like, honey, we need to go get a bike, take it on the street. The commuters, they need to know <laughs> about our love. <laughs> they want to know about it. You know, it's just too much. Like, what happens if they break up? Like, who gets the bike? Because it's like the same amount of wheels as a regular bike, but like it costs way more. I just don't understand why. <laughs> People are buying them. You just like cut it in half and go on your separate ways. No, I don't have time to go through a breakup and also learn how to ride a unicycle. Maybe. I'm sure somebody does have the time. You guys know when you're like in Logan Square or like Wicker Park and you see those guys on those giant unicycles and they have like an eye patch and a mohawk and you're like, where are you going? Where could you possibly be going right now? You know those guys? They get mad when you want to take a picture of them, but it's like, my friends won't believe me. How are you getting up there? (laughs) How are you getting back down? (laughs) Where do you put this? You know, I know you don't own a garage. (laughs) I just have so many questions. I don't know. I would love to see one lonely man riding a tandem bicycle. That's fun. You know, maybe he's crying. I don't know. (laughs) This idea. He's like, she left me, but I still have to get to work. (laughs) 
You know, it's sad for him, but it's a great way for me to start my day, and that's really what I'm concerned about, thinking about this. You know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the idea of marrying for money. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I don't know why all of us aren't doing that. I just want to marry, like, a rich prince, you know. He takes me away on his yacht. He has a motorcycle, but I'm in the sidecar. We both have scarves on. Like, doesn't that sound great? I just don't know how to find a rich prince without Googling rich prince takes you away. And then I'm pretty sure that's how you get taken. <laughs> Are we familiar with the movie <laughs> Taken? All right, they made three of them. I watched one and I was like, I get it, stay inside. <laughs> Great, I can do that. You know, like, why is this girl going back to Europe? She had such an awful time the first time she was there, but she's like, I need to see the Eiffel Tower. Take me back. I don't know. I'm always worried I'm going to be taken because I watched that movie, and I was like, it's too real. Um, but that's very conceited if you think about it because all the girls in those movies are super thin with, like, blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, you're probably going to get taken. Sitting alone in a booth in a dark bar, you're asking for it, <laughs> begging. I don't. They don't want me, you know. They don't want like a chatty girl <laughs> in the back seat of their car, you know, asking for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, we'd never get there on time. But I'm serious. If a man came up to me tonight and was like, "Get in my car right now, I'm taking you to Europe," I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much." <laughs> I really needed this today. Thank you. <laughs> I'll show myself. Tell me you have dogs in the car. I'll get in by myself, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, do they know any tricks? Let me in. <laughs> Gotta see them. I want to pet them. That's fine. I've been listening to a lot of true crime. Who knows why? I'm, I listen to true crime in my house, and then I'm scared to leave um, because that's where the, the killers are outside. It's the people you don't know, but it's also the people you do know. So, you know, we're never safe. So I just stay in my house and I listen to true crime and then I'm too scared to leave. So it's just an endless circle and I never know how or when to end it. Um, here's this, the, cra I, the craziest thing that's ever happened to me living in Chicago was I was walking down the street one day and somebody yelled at me, hey girl, you got some tiny titties. <laughs> so I feel like I'll be okay, you know? I feel like I'll be fine. I don't want you guys to worry about me too much. <laughs> You know, this was a stranger. You know, this wasn't my mother or my roommate, so I was surprised. But he sure did uh, follow it up with, I'm sorry, but I just had to tell you. <laughs> wow. What a prince. <laughs> How sweet. Who says that Chivalry's dead? Not me. Um, if I could get the word out, it would be funnier, but I can't, so. I get it, because he's like, well, what if she doesn't know? What if she never knows I should say something? I should help her. Hey, girl, you got some tiny titties. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Also, I'm sorry. So <laughs> I'll go. But you are homeless, so I don't think my issues are the ones that we need to be working on today. You know, you were just talking to a tree. Maybe that one first, 
and then we'll jump back to me, and then we'll do you the next week, and then we'll do me the week after that. So it's like a good system that we have now. He's my therapist, because um, I can't afford health insurance. What's up? <laughs> no? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll give you a number to my guy. He's cool. He's on Lincoln and Fullerton. Um, I get catcalled a lot as a woman. Uh, I remember when I was shoveling my car out of the snow. It took me two hours to do that. As I was doing it, two separate dudes drove by, and they were like, hey, listen, you shouldn't have to do that by yourself. Let me help you. And in my head, I was like, I don't need no man to help me. Beyonce wouldn't stand for this. Like, very proud. Um, but after an hour of shoveling, could have used, like, a strong woman, you know, <laughs> to help me. <laughs> strong on the outside, but strong on the inside, too. Like a Williams sister. <laughs> Would have been cool, but they don't live in Lincoln Park, so it was just me by myself. It's so heavy, but it's just water. I don't understand why it takes so long. After two hours of shoveling, I would have settled for a dude in a dress. Somebody please help me. I'm so frail. I'm weak. Um, I don't know if you guys can see in the back, but my arms are tiny angel wings. I can't lift anything. <laughs> I'm a little flower. <laughs> Because I like to think of myself as a feminist, but if I go to a bar and someone doesn't buy me a drink, I'm like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> you know? I curled my hair for this. <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five, six women in here. The rest are men. I'm so brave for doing that joke. <laughs> Still got laughs. <laughs> this, these three guys are like, I have no idea what's that like. <laughs> I always buy my drinks for me. Um, that's cool. That's great. If I go outside and someone doesn't hold the door open for me, I'm like, I guess I'm staying in here. <laughs> I, I wanted to see the movie too, but I guess we're going to wait till it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that joke so that my boyfriend would start holding doors open for me. It did not work. <laughs> I'll get out on this last one. I realized I was um, turning into one of those crazy stalker girlfriends when I thought that one of my exes deleted me on Facebook. He didn't. I found that out after I created a new Facebook profile. And then I added, it gets so much worse. <laughs> I added his mother and his sister. And the profile was of a 63-year-old woman who was looking for her high school sweetheart. Like, she had a backstory. That's crazy. She's imaginary. She's not real. That's insane. Okay, but it's also the plot to Mrs. Doubtfire, you know? <laughs> so I just don't get it. Where did I go wrong? All right, thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Deanna, you're great. Sit down. You need that. that yeah. Oh, that was great. Thank you. Have you ever actually ever ridden on a tandem bike? No. They're great. I think I would love it. They're great. I would love it because the person in front, I would make them do all the work and I would just chill out. They kind of have to. Yeah. I kind of want to buy one just for myself at this point. <laughs> could you ride a tandem bike hands-free? I, I think you could. Yeah. It's just a, a little bit more difficult to balance. Yeah. Because you're balancing, that. if you have two people on it, yeah. the person in the front, you got to do all the work for the person that's not steering. Yeah, so if you're in the front, if you are a good enough biker... If you can go hands-free, I think I am that not. automatically makes you, like, the coolest dude. 
<laughs> You're the coolest dude biking around some lazy chick. That's no, 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 no. No one on the back. Oh, no one on the back. No one on the back. You're on a two. You're alone on a tandem yeah. bicycle, and you're not even staring. Yeah. yeah. Or do you think my wife would be offended if I bought a tandem bike and never offered to ride her around? <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking power move. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is for my other wives. <laughs> She'd be like, "Hey, babe, I would love to go for a ride," and you're like, "Get your bike out. Here we go." Have you been in a relationship where you've called your partner, babe? No. Merle? No. Yeah, neither no. have I. I, I think, think, I think I we're the problem. I think the three of us are the problem. I think the norm is to call your partner babe. I yeah. think that's a, it's a very fine pronoun. It's gender neutral. It does yeah. not matter. What are your thoughts about Louis C.K.? Moving on. What <laughs> are you, uh, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, about five years. Do you really live in Lincoln Park? Um, I used to live in Lincoln Park for a long time. I live in North Center now. All right. Do you like North Center more? No, I love Lincoln Park. Why? Because I got the white women. I love the rich people. I want to be with them. So you moved to a slightly less affluent I neighborhood. I moved, yeah. <laughs> Just a Literally down the street. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, um, uh, uh, Carpentersville. I say Carpentersville because it's split. Technically, it's all, I mean, it's very close to Algonquin. And when you tell people you're from Carpentersville, they're kind of like, oh, you're from Carpentersville. But when you tell people you're from Algonquin, they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You're not from the suburbs. You're from, like, the exurbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the last stop on the train before you get to, like, corn. That's like kind of convenient because then if you got passed out on a metro, you're still fine. Yeah, you still. Have you done that? Never. No, I don't. I never take the metro. Because you're too good for it? I am too good, good for, you. for it. Yeah. Do you have a day job? I do. I'm a waitress. Do you like it? Isn't it the best? Oh, God. It's so much. It's so fulfilling. Where honestly. do you work and how much do you make? <laughs> um, I work at the Bongo Room in Andersonville. What's up? Come in um, on days that I'm working and give me lots of money. And when they come in and tip me lots of money, I make lots of money. Cool, 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 yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. When are you moving? What? When are you moving? When am I moving where? Back anyway. to Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because you're a comic, I know that yeah. you check every single list that say the top 20 blanks of the blanks. And yeah. the most recent one was, I think, two days ago, the Vulture List, mm -hmm. top 20 comics, yeah. featuring former Chicago and Lisa Traeger. Love her. Love her so much. Yes, as you should. 100% uh, of the comics, New York or Los Angeles. For sure. When are you going to move? Lots of them, though, were uh, based in Chicago and, originally. And? And? They moved. And they did move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely, there is uh, lots and lots of comics this year especially have moved to the coast to be like, I'm going to be a star, baby. Hollywood's waiting for me, um, which is not normally the case um, and probably not for them. Uh, it's cool that you threw all of your friends under the bus. Yeah, that's cool. They're not, I mean, they don't. Uh, for no reason whatsoever. You're a true stand-up. When I throw them all under the bus together and I don't call them out by names, they're like, yeah, but like I'm going to do well. Let's you name know, names. You were talking about no, 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 no. Let's name names. Who Let's moved too them. soon? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, we'll do that. Um, I just have like such a long <laughs> list. I feel like we're running out of time, and I do. I would love to talk more about me because um, that's where I really shine. Um, bless you, uh, Colt. Um, I do feel like a lot of people move. I probably will end up moving soon to one of the coasts, but not too soon because there's a lot that I want to do in Chicago. Name one thing. Name one thing. That you want to do in Chicago. I want to uh, just work, do more stand-up, you know, do a lot of the shows that I haven't done. I want to travel in the Midwest more, um, doing, like, uh, road gigs. But there are some clubs. 
Why did um, you make Why did you make fun of the idea of what you want to do as a joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because when you say it out loud, it sounds weird. Why? But I don't know. I'm doing this. <laughs> this is one of my <laughs> dreams. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, but then when you like talk about it, you go like, "I was a podcast." No, I don't put it in air quotes. <laughs> I There's do. no need for air quotes. It's the reality. There are a lot of good clubs in the Midwest that Name I want one. to Name comedy w- club on state. And and Madison. In Madison. So you really want to play that Wisconsin scene? I get it. Great, great show. I did it once before. I would love to get some more work on there before I move. Um, I want to get represented by somebody before I move. I feel like that's easier to move to a big city and not have to start at the bottom of the totem pole again. Because I'm a star and I refuse to wait at an open mic, you know? (laughs) How often do you go to open mics? I think that's a wonderful question because uh, I used to go to open mics to find people for the show and then I just stopped. Don't do that. And now I just do research based on my friend's shows and they do all the work for me. That is so much better. I agree completely. And I'm enjoying comedy more because I see one person that doesn't suck Mm -hmm. rather than 30 jokes about how they jacked off in a unique and different way. It's different because, like, I'm jacking off. Yeah, I get it. So um, (laughs) how often do you still do open mics? Rarely, honestly. Um, When I first started doing stand-up, I was going out every night, you know, five to six times a week. Sure. Um, Right now, I'll maybe go to, like, four or five open mics a month. Okay. I feel like... Which oh. ones are decent still? Uh, still, Three Dead Moose on Sundays. That was the first open mic that I did in Chicago. And where is that? Um, it's on Racine, uh, just north of Racine and right, right, Wrightwood. What, where is it at? Got it. Lakeview. No, no, like oh, what's the name of the Wills place? Wills Northwood. Wills Inn. Northwood Inn. Yeah. Okay. So you walk in and it's a sports bar and then there's like a secret door that takes you to the party room and that's where the open mic is. Uh, still a great open mic hosted by Rena Calm. I'm not disagreeing, mm. but on paper, that sounds horrible. I know. Okay. But it's a very good mic. Not disagreeing. I it's nice been. because there can be a game going on, but it's a private room, which you okay. don't normally get for open okay. mics. Normally, it's like everybody's in one room, we're having a good time, but we're not having a good time. I so get why that. do you why do you still go? Um, to the bad ones? J- just to open in mics general. in general. Oh, yeah. Like why only four and not all the time? Yeah. Uh, for a, a lot of the first couple... Um, months, even the first couple years that I was doing stand-up in Chicago, it was just to get my, you know, hey, I'm out here. Look at me. Book me for your shows. Like, Mm -hmm. here are all my jokes. You know, I moved um, to the city already having a solid, I mean, solid enough for a 20-year-old 10 minutes. And so I was just going through all of that planned material to be like, I'm new. Here are my jokes. Book me on your show. And then I just started um, just really networking. Uh, those first couple of those first couple of years. Is there anywhere yeah. else that doesn't suck? Yeah, um, Coles doesn't suck. Sure, Coles yeah. is still great. Coles is uh, still I say that like I fucking You're know. Like for sure, yeah. I'm at Coles every Wednesday. No, honestly. I haven't been to Coles in like three years. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it's Sarah Sherman and Alex Cuman hosting. Um, great open mic. There's a good open mic um, at Spiner's Pub on Western and Lincoln on Thursdays. Really? Um, I don't know the name of it. I think they recently changed it. Why is that? I didn't know that that existed. That's cool. Yeah, it's relatively new. It's like a year old. Cool. And it got handed over. There was a couple of girls running it, and then they were like, we're done. And then they handed over these guys, and they're keeping it going. What makes it good? Um, Like, what's the, you know, how do I know? So, 
audience, regular audience members, like regular people, you know, and at one point I'm like, why are, why are you here? Like, if you're a regular person, go to a real show. Like, don't come to an open mic. That's so dumb. Um, but <laughs> a lot of times you'll have real people there to see the show, um, like at Kohl's, you'll see that. Um, or just an attentive audience. You know, a lot of times comics are, they don't care, they're not listening to you, they're just writing their jokes, their joke books, like waiting for their turn. Um, but at certain mics, the host does a good job of keeping those people entertained and keeping them like attentive so that when you're up, they're listening. Deanna, what size shoe are you? A uh, nine. Would you wear rollerblades? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Why? Because it is out of style. <laughs> I was trying, I don't want to say tacky, but Do I'm you, like, could I you ask know when you, you see a guy rollerblading on the street and his hair is like, oh, and you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, I'll tell you what they're doing, number one. Living their best life, That's and I'm right. mad at them for That's it. That's right. You understand Oprah. Yeah. I get Oprah. I'm Oprah. <laughs> uh, do you wish you had more friends? No, I have a lot of friends. Okay. Thank you. I'm very popular. Are you happy in your love life? My love life? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was just going to say, yeah. if the answer was no, mm-hmm. maybe you'd be more receptive to rollerblades. Do you like... I have a feeling that you know a dude that rollerblades, and you're like trying Honestly, real hard to set him up. I do not. I do not. I feel like somebody in here knows a dude that rollerblades, and they're like, Should could you set up my friend? You know what? I would could like, you, like, hook up my friend, please? I would like to know a man or woman uh-huh. or a gender-neutral person that refuses to identify with any binary system that rollerblades. There are some people in the Here's summer. my cutoff. Okay. Fucking elbow pads. Just get, be oh. a better skater. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, knee so pads, I get. <laughs> they got rollerblades. Because sometimes you want to slide in a room dramatically. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> but fucking elbow pads? Oh, what if you want to like slide in but also land like this? Fuck you. Then I want to be your friend. Oh, okay. See, that's the, that's the quality. <laughs> or your lover. Get out of here, Chad. His name is Chad. Do you have anything against Chad Michaels, former winner of RuPaul's Drag Race no, All-Stars nothing. Season 1. Love it. Do you watch Drag Race? Uh, sometimes, yes. Sometimes? It's you either yes or no. It's a binary question. I watch the show enough to follow it. Um, Who's your favorite queen of all time that's been on Drag Race? It's a tie for Naomi Smalls and Kimchi. I'm agreeing with you. I respect your opinion, though I do not agree. They're definitely both in my top 30. They come into the bongo room all the time. What's up? <laughs> they do. That's awesome. They really do. Kimchi used to make my top 10. Oh, okay. God, I think Naomi Smalls is so great. Naomi Smalls is definitely in the top 30. Okay. Top 30. There's been over 100. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I ranked all of them. As you know, yeah. as one does. Yeah. Um, you're very funny. Thank you so much. Where can people see you and where can they follow you? Uh, cast member of the Lincoln Lodge, uh, longest running independent comedy show in the nation. We are up in Wrigleyville on Fridays and Saturday nights. Uh, this weekend, we're bringing in the headliner James Adomian from Last Comic Standing. So that'll be a great show. I also run a show Saturday nights at the Gallery Cabaret in Bucktown called the Two Hour Comedy Hour. Uh, hell yeah, dude. And that's uh, those are my shows. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Number all one, that good stuff. I uh, love James. James has been on the show multiple oh, times. Nice. James has stayed at my apartment back oh, cool. in the day. Number two, yeah. I legitimately like the Gallery Cabaret show. The Two Hour Comedy Hour? I do like Two Hour Comedy Hour yeah. because if you... Because if you've never been to that venue, uh, consider it because it's probably, other than Kohl's, Kohl's is like the best place to see comedy that you're not like in a club or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because if you 
really don't like the comic, you can go to the back of the room without being super rude. Yeah. But if you <laughs> all of a sudden hear somebody amazing, you could easily walk to the front, also not being rude, and it's a great way to see a show. Yeah. That's a weird. I don't think people usually enjoy entertainment that way. They just go back and forth. <laughs> but I do. I like You're to be able to pacing. go back and forth. That I, joke I didn't like. This joke leave. I liked. <laughs> and I and I've seen a lot of failure there, and I've seen a lot of success there. And yeah. either way, it's both. It's fun. It's a great. And I. Uh, it's a great th- venue. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Me. Put your hands together. Deanna Ortiz, everybody. Deanna! Thank you. Thanks for doing it. It doesn't matter. You do whatever you want to do. Now I'm uh, Jessica, please come to the stage. Uh, our final performer uh, is one of my favorite musicians, and she's been on the show many times. Did, did, we did a show at uh, now closed Saki Records. We did a thing called Important Records where... We talked about records that were important to us in one way or the other, and then the performers would perform songs from the records. We did Beck's Mutations, and uh, uh, I shouldn't have done that because I said it was actually not an important record, but only a a record I listened to hundreds of times because back in the day, you bought CDs and listened to shit even if you didn't like it. You legitimately love Beck, and I legitimately like your song, so I'm incredibly grateful that you're doing this show. This is probably your fifth or sixth time doing the show. Um... You have a new record coming out, that's how new works, in uh, the early part of 2018, is that correct? Yes. Uh, Do you know the name of the, we're gonna give you Esmeralda's mic microphone because that's the correct chord you need. Uh, What is the name of the future record? I See You Among the Stars. How are you spelling I See You? (laughs) I-S-E-E. Okay. Just one U though. I like the name Deadbeat. Thank you. Do you like the name Deadbeat? Yeah, but I have to change it. Yeah, why? Well, because there's, there's like this Canadian Deadbeat. Exactly. So that's why I'm asking. What are you going to change the name to? I'm going to use my name, Jessica Risker, uh, but... Is that your real name? Yeah. That's a fucking awesome name. Thanks. But I just got in the mail the other day the registered trademark for the name Deadbeat in the United States. Hold on. Is the name of the full thing Deadbeat United States? No, for okay. the United States. I, I own the trademark. Have you thought about trademarking the term deadbeat United States? <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's pretty good. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. Um, I really dig your music. I like it because some of it is incredibly depressing, and that's probably my favorite stuff. And, <laughs> and some of it is incredibly intentionally experimental and weird, and it's usually on the same record. And I think that uh, it's scratching two very different itches, and not a lot of people are doing that. Thanks. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Yes, very much. Would you date a man or woman that wears rollerblades? <laughs> I would like to rollerblade. That's right. You would like to rollerblade. What size? It seems sh- like really fun. That's right, because it is. Actually, I I have wanted for a long time a wheelies. Oh, the shoes that did yeah. did you have those as Merle? Yeah. No, you did not. Heelys. Heelys. Yeah. Okay. Like I feel like I would see what kids size in the mall. Sh- what like size shoe are you? I'm an, I'm an eight. Oh, so we have a seven, an eight, and a nine on the show tonight. Um, I did not ask Colt for his shoe size, nor will I. Um, I, I think it's interesting that if you're into like a weird foot fetish, this all of a sudden became a very pertinent podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. You kind of talk down on it a lot. No, I'm a big fan of rollerblading. I guess, well, yeah, I guess some of the... Not everybody is. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Live in the dark. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave the stage because it's incredibly awkward to have two people just look at you <laughs> this close to the side. Um, is there anything that we need to know 
before you play. No, I'm just I'm just gonna do a couple songs off the uh, upcoming new album. Will you do an old song that I also know? Which one? I don't care. Just one of the old ones that uh, I, I know. I have. I want to say three of your things. I have a mm. seven inch and then a tape and then I want to say a different EP. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, I have on. Chaos. I have the record with the guy from the Royals on it and then I have the seven inch. Okay. So um, those are the three I have. I don't care which of them you play. Okay. <laughs> you could also say, fuck you. It's my time. I'm living my best life. I do what I want. No, I'm going to do what you want. Party. But I can't guarantee hey. that it's going to be the best performance of the song. I Thanks for being. <laughs> Cool with America in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Deadbeat, everybody. Thank you.
This one's called Cut My Hair. And every time you touch my face, the empty feelings float away. Before I'd like to know I want to stay I want to stay And all the times I looked at me And all the things I'd never be That's all I need It's what I'll be That's all I need Take my me some flowers for a friend of mine and all the things I want to share and all the times I cut my hair you didn't care you weren't there you didn't ask me there And all my feelings are so sad It was the best I ever had You were the best friend I ever had You were the best Sweep my ceiling for a brighter shine Some candles for a friend of mine And in my mind I see a golden light inside Thankful for the air 
Thanks. I'm going to play an old one that I've played on the show before. I don't know if it's on one of your recordings. But I wrote this song because I would also go to the Gallery Cabaret all the time. And you really have to like cut through the noise at the Gallery Cabaret. So this was a song intended to do that. It's called Operation Table. find your music myimaginaryrecordlabel.com I like your stuff you're good at what you do Uh, thanks for doing this this is yeah when is the first time you made the show like 10 11 9 when did Uh, you first do the show long time ago Uh, do you think things have gotten better or worse in the country since then oh Fantastic. Okay, so myimaginaryrecordlabel.com. I'm a big fan of your band. Do you have a release show planned at this point or no? It's not planned. So I don't have the exact release date, but it'll be in, in the dreary winter. In the, perfect. Yes. Here's the thing that's uh, cool about you. Number one, you write songs where you kind of have to listen to the lyrics. So you kind of have to write good lyrics, and you do, and that's nice. And number two, you know how to use a capo. I d- yeah. I don't know how to use a capo. Just strap it on. Party. That is definitely the last word of the show. Strap it on, everybody. Um, Deadbeat, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Deadbeat. Thanks to... 
Thanks, everyone, that was kind enough to come out here and do the show tonight. It's very dreary. Thanks to you wonderful people. Thanks to The Hungry Brain. Thanks to Mike Reed, who owns this establishment. I'm saying that into the microphone so he lets me do, do it again. And I like that I'm lying to myself that Mike actually listens to this far into the show, if at all. So, Mike, if you're listening... You're not listening. There's no way in hell you're listening. Uh, congratulations on the new house. I'm very happy for you. Uh, I hope that doesn't come off as condescending in any way. It's not meant to be. Uh, thanks to Deanna. Thanks to Stephanie. It is her birthday. Uh, please buy her shots, which you should not have. Don't buy anyone shots ever. Uh, thanks to Colt. Colt, thank you for doing the show. I know this took six and a half years, and God damn it, it was worth it for me. I don't know if it was worth it for you, but that's why I don't ask. Thanks to Esmeralda. She's fantastic. Uh, please, no one else buy her some hippie shit. Which stuff is awesome? Which is A-OK hippies? Get a fucking job. And by say get a fucking job, I mean that uh, sincerely. Just say sorry to your dad and stop being a fucking hippie. Just be cool. Um, thanks to the Hungry Brain. Thanks for coming out. Uh, please, uh, if you can, I know you control all the jukebox uh, powers in your hands, uh, song reference. Uh, uh, please, I know that Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, Infinite Sadness isn't on that jukebox, but please go acquire it right now and put on track five of disc two, which is 33 for Stephanie Haas. Thanks for coming, everybody. Have a wonderful night. <laughs>